The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I say to you, it will be hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Then Peter said in reply, Lo, we have left everything and followed you. What then shall we have? Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, in the new world when the Son of Man shall sit on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. But many that are first will be last, and the last first. The Gospel of the Lord. So today's Gospel follows on from what we had yesterday, or what we had with regards to the rich young man, the man who comes to the Lord and who desires to move towards perfection, but he does not want to pay the price, or in a certain sense, lose the price uh, that must be paid in order to follow on to this road of perfection and to follow on to, with Christ. And so, downhearted and sad, he walks away from Christ, which is essentially the same as walking away from the kingdom of heaven. The distance that he creates between himself and Christ is the same distance that he creates between himself and the kingdom. And you can imagine the Lord watching after this young man whom it says that he looked on with love and the sadness with which he watches him walk away. And the Lord doesn't chase after him and renegotiate with him because he has accepted and understood that there is a great cost that comes with following Christ, a cost that he is not willing to pay. And so the Lord lets him go. The Lord then turns round to his disciples, truly I say to you, truly I say to you, the one who speaks truth, he speaks truly. His words are true. That is the one beautiful thing we can trust in the Lord is that he will always speak the truth to us. He will always tell us as it is. He desires that we are saved and reach salvation with him. And he instructs us clearly in terms of how that is done. It is hard, he says, for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. When the church fathers are commenting on the cleansing of the temple, where all of that activity that should not have happened was happening in the temple, one of the church fathers says that the devil uses many different things in order to corrupt holiness, but chief among them is avarice. 
chief among them is excessive attachment to worldly good. Excessive attachment. Now this is not simply having riches in itself as being evil. It is the attachment to them. There can be rich people who are completely detached from the goods of this earth. There can be poor people who are overly attached to earthly riches. It is about the attachment in the heart. Where is the treasure of the heart? Is it heavenly or is it earthly? The desires of the human heart must be perfected because they are fickle. We desire temporal and sensible things, unfortunately more than we desire the spiritual things of God. And our growth in perfection, our movement towards God, is slowly a retraining of our interior desires to desire what they should desire, the spiritual things that come to us from God, chief among them the gift of his Son. Christ must become that sole principal desire of the heart. That is manifest in our life when we love the Eucharist. The Blessed Sacrament is Christ. Our love for the Blessed Sacrament is exactly the same as our love for God. The Eucharist is God. And so the measure to which we love the Blessed Sacrament is the measure to which we love God. And so then we can look at Christ who comes to us. He does, not, he does not instruct us to do anything that he himself has not done before. When he says, be stripped of all of these other attachments, everything else, and come and follow him, it is because he has stripped himself in a certain sense of all of his glory, all of those other things, and he comes to us completely just as himself. He comes to us and in present to us as himself. He stands before us here in the Blessed Sacrament and at the moments of Holy Communion, just as himself. And that is the same way in which he wants us to come to him, stripped of the earthly attachments, detached completely from the things of this world in our heart, and come towards him and be present in his, be in his presence, just as ourselves stripped of everything else, to meet the one who has made himself poor for our sake. We meet him poor for his sake. And in this way, we enter the kingdom of heaven inasmuch as we have that deep relationship with Christ who is here with us, present in the Blessed Sacrament. The disciples are astonished at his saying. In the Greek, the word means simply knocked out of themselves, right? Knocked out of themselves. They've been completely bowled over by the words of Christ. This is the beautiful grace of Christ's words. One of the dangers of avarice and of having riches is that it can create a life of illusion. We can live in the illusion that we are self-sufficient, that we can be self-reliant, because of the earthly riches that we accumulate for ourselves. And this is the illusion that the Lord desires to break when he is speaking to the prophet Ezekiel in the first reading about his people. Because your heart is proud, you have said, I am a God. This people who have become completely reliant on their own riches. And so the Lord permits their, these attacks against them to break that illusion. You are not gods. 
You can be slain. You can suffer. We need to be reliant upon God. And so his words, as we can see with the disciples, they should have the same effect on us. Knock us out of ourselves. Knock us out of illusion. Knock us out of all of the ways in which we think that we can live without God. Apart from me, you can do nothing. But also, it breaks the illusion that anything in this life can be more valuable than the one who comes to us from heaven. Christ himself is calling us to re-evaluate our values. What do we value? Do we value eternal life more than natural life? Do we desire and value heavenly goods more than earthly goods? Do we value Christ above all others? His words are what break the illusion for us. We stand before him listening to his words being knocked out of ourselves. And we come to him stripped of illusion. We come to him stripped of other riches. We come to him who is the great treasure of heaven in whom all of the other treasures of heaven exist. The greatest gift of the Father, the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. Amen.